Happy Friday, everybody. The NHL 2023-2024 schedule is dropped and free agency gets underway tomorrow. We'll have it all covered for you here on this episode of the Locked On NHL Podcast. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Locked On NHL Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Happy Friday, Rachel. Happy Friday, Gil. Man, I I can't believe the NHL draft is over already. Uh, Been working up toward it for what seems like months now. And uh, now we know who our teams have chosen. Yeah. uh, Some of them have chosen wisely. Some have chosen poorly. Uh, The guys did a great job summarizing the draft on yesterday's show. So go take a listen if you have not already. No, they did. And, uh, you know, this such a deep draft. And, you know, there was some real first-round value well into the second round. And uh, as usual, my Islanders had no first and third-round picks. So limited haul there. You had to be happy with the Flyers, though. Oh, man, I, I am riding that Matt Vay-Mitchkov high for as long <laughs> as I can right now. <laughs> uh, and, and just before the draft, the NHL dropping its 2023 2024 schedule, which is uh, also great news because you start to make plans and sort of figure out how the season is going to look. What what was striking you as far as the schedule? What was the first thing that jumped out at your mind? Well, a couple of things. First off, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights will be able to have their banner night on opening night. It'll be a fun night. They will be... Uh, playing the Seattle Kraken for that matchup. And then, of course, the potential uh, debut of Connor Bedard in the NHL. Uh, The Blackhawks will be at the Pittsburgh Penguins. Very interesting to me that Chicago's home opener isn't until October 21st. Uh, So it's going to take a while before Connor Bedard plays at home. Yeah, that is uh, actually the latest opening home night for any of the 32 teams in the league. I wonder if that was done intentionally, but uh, could also be an arena conflict. Arizona also on the 21st. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting uh, to see. And, you know, Bedard getting his career started is certainly going to be, you know, all eyes on Connor Bedard. Absolutely. And I also am very intrigued by what the league has in store on October 24th. Uh, They are going to have all 32 teams play uh, with puck drops starting at 6 p.m. every 15 minutes all the way through 11 p.m. 
So they're going to they're going to try out the staggered starts that everybody has been clamoring for. And I, I think it's interesting they're doing it on a weekday. Uh, but I think that that's really, you know, the bread and butter in terms of your weekday viewing on TV. And so um, I think for the TV audiences, it'll, it'll be a really fun night. Uh, unfortunately, my flyers are the latest puck drop at 11 in Vegas. Oh, wow. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Oh, wow. And then, you know, we, we do have the Winter Classic on January 1st, the Kraken and the Golden Knights. That's uh, you know, a, a nice little uh, mat- matchup between two of the newest teams in the league heading outdoors in Seattle, and that should be an exciting game. Yes, it really should. And I'm looking forward to the uh, outdoor series, uh, stadium series in the New York area where the Rangers, Flyers, Devils, and Islanders are all playing in games outside. And that should be a fun weekend, uh, President's Weekend as well. Yeah, that should be very interesting. And uh, I'm a little disappointed with the choice of venue, but I understand why they did it there. It's the it's the big building. Got to do it there. That, that's the bottom line. And it's the one area where all four of those teams can do it most comfortably. I, I, I get it, but, <clears throat> you know... It's not very historic or dramatic a setting. In that no, sense. no. I, I refer to MetLife as a concrete hellscape, but that's, <laughs> that's just my opinion. Your mileage and, may and vary. And you're sticking to it. I, I <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but, but yeah, the outdoor games should be very good. I, I, I mean, Yankee Stadium, which is where the Islanders last played outdoors, a little more of a, of a historic, exciting venue. Even even if it's redone and rebuilt, it still has more gravitas, I guess, than than MetLife. But uh, I, I'll take it, and and it should be uh, very very interesting. So we also have you know uh, free agency coming up, but some players have already signed their contracts, and you know these moves kind of I think expected in a lot of ways and good moves by the teams. Yeah, I think Vegas is off to a pretty good start after winning the Stanley Cup. They traded Riley Smith, uh, creating the cap space so they could re-sign Ian Barbashev uh, there. He got a five-by-five deal, which I think is spot on for for Barbashev, and it's good for the team. It's good for him, but Man, Vegas again is doing Vegas things, and like they won, but they don't. It's not about keeping the team together. It's just about you know keep on, and they can upset the apple cart all they want there. Um, and it looks like Aiden Hill is going to resign there. Uh, no word on that officially as of recording, but that's good to hear, especially how Aiden Hill uh, was able to step up and and help win the Stanley Cup for the Golden Knights. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been strange in in a way if he comes out of nowhere, wins the Stanley Cup, and then heads out of town. Uh, I mean, I would understand it in the modern NHL landscape, but it, it, it just would feel a little strange under the circumstances. So it, it makes sense for Aiden Hill to to be back in Vegas, and I think it's a good move. I think so, too. And then, of course, you have... Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois uh, getting doing the sign and trade with Winnipeg to go to the LA Kings. Uh, I think that's good for everybody. Man, I'm very excited to watch the LA Kings next season. I think they've made some interesting moves, uh, you know, in terms of figuring out 
like the best use of cap space, right? And getting the best bang for their buck here. And they really feel like Pierre-Luc Dubois can be a big part of taking that next step. And um, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But I think, you know, it, it's a big bet that they have made. It, it is a big bet. But, you know, it's sort of like a calculated gamble that mm -hmm. I, I kind of like. I mean, yeah. It, it, it you got to take those kind of chances. If they pay off, you're really doing very, very well. If they don't, then it was a logical, it wasn't a ridiculous move where you say, what were they thinking? So to me, I, I like this kind of gamble. I do too. Um, I think, you know, the New Jersey Devils are also uh, looking real interesting. Uh, of course, they had um, already signed Jesper Bratt, but now Timo Meyer got his yeah. eight-year extension there, which was inevitable. I think, you know, they got good value for it. Um, that core is very, very scary. I do not enjoy being in the same division as that. <laughs> um, luckily, expectations for the Flyers next year are low. So it'll be okay, I guess, in the short term. But for the long term, you know, mid-long term, this New Jersey Devils team is looking real scary. Yeah, there's so much young talent on that roster. You, you see how well they did last year and you realize, wow, they could keep getting better Yep. Uh, being in their division does not put a smile on my face. Let's put it that way. No. Um, and, you know, as part of what the Devils have been doing, they traded uh, Sharon Govich to Calgary, who signed a two-year deal for $6.2 million uh, there. And uh, so that, that's good for him. Calgary, man, they did a whole show uh, on this uh, feed about Calgary and what's going on there a couple of days ago. Very good listening, uh, get you into the weeds on, on what's happening there. So, so take a listen, but um, uh, yeah, I think, you know, they expect Sharon Govich to be a, a part of it uh, moving forward there. They have no choice at this point, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other interesting situation for me is uh, Chicago with Nick Felino signing a one-year deal for 4 million. Uh, I think that uh, obviously they have the cap space to do it. Uh, yeah. You know, Chicago's got all the room in the world and they're trying to put at least enough of a support system in place for Connor Bedard, which I think is very smart. Uh, what they're doing is, you know, signing vets um, and they traded for the rights to Corey Perry, who uh, really does not deserve a ton of money. But with that Nick Felino contract of 4 million, you got to think that Corey Perry's going to make more money than he did this past year. Yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah, I mean, look, you bring in some of those veterans first, they need to get to the cap floor and it gives you support for a very, you know, three first round picks last year two this year, including yeah. Bedard. They're setting up those youngsters for success by bringing in some proven vets. So I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's I think really so too. They're doing a good job. All right. Well, we have got more to get to on today's show. Free agency about to get underway. We'll have it you covered here with the UFAs and the RFAs. But first, we're going to talk about AG1. Our next partner, AG1, is a daily foundational supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day because... You know, I'm not a big pill taker. I wanted one supplement that would take care of all my needs instead of having to take a whole bunch of different pills to get my vitamins. Now I drink AG1 in the morning before I head out to work. 
And it, it really gives me more energy, more focus, and just makes me feel better when I'm starting my day. And it's a very important part of my routine. Now, if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplemental routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Check it out. So free agency this weekend. I mean, this offseason feels like it is just flying by. The, the, the draft, free agency, and the cup all within like three weeks. So, uh, you know, and the award show. So it, it, it's been coming fast and furious. But when you look at free agency, Rachel, what's the biggest names out there that jump out at you? Yeah, I think, you know, the first thing, obviously, this is absolutely East Coast bias. I will cop to it. But uh, the Rangers and the Bruins, because you look at the Rangers with Vladimir Tarasenko um, just coming off a 7.5 million salary and then Patrick Kane uh, there. Obviously, he had that huge contract with Chicago and got traded at the deadline. Um, and with all the changes happening with the Rangers, you know, they've They've got uh, new coaching and and everything there. You know, does Patrick Kane want to be a part of that? Because I know he doesn't want to go back to Chicago and be part of the rebuild. That's for sure. Right. So uh, between Tarasenko and Patrick Kane, like, will either or both of them stick around in New York for this new era? I, I can't see both of them sticking around necessarily, but one of them might. And if you were the Rangers, who would you prefer if you could only keep one? I mean, it's got to be Tarasenko, obviously. I would think so, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just for the age alone. I mean. And, uh, and the contribution. I mean, Patrick yeah. Kane can still, you know, he's still got hands, but he is a little on the struggle bus, you know, in terms of getting back and forth on the ice. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Not not what he used to be at this stage, obviously, of his career. And then, you know, the Bruins, let's start with Tyler Bertuzzi there. Yeah. He has said officially that he's going to test the market. Um, and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. He His previous deal was $4.75 million uh, on the cap. He's 28. You got to think he's going to be asking for more and it's going to be asking for sort of that, like, long-term uh, sunset deal for his career, right? I mean, yeah, this is his last chance at 28 to, to get that big contract. So... It, it really, you know, to me, he's going to hold out for the best possible deal. Yeah, I mean, I I just don't see him taking less than seven, right? Not if he can help it. I mean, look, you know, the beautiful thing about free agency, if you're a player, is it only takes one or two teams to be interested in you and the, and the price can get driven up in a hurry. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's open right now. For him, and then you know, what about Dmitry Orlov? If you're talking Bruins, yeah, I, I think that's a, another questionable situation. What's going on there? He was making 5.1 million this past year, and he is like you could argue that he's the top defenseman available in free agency. And um, you know, I think that it, it was a big deal that he went to Boston, and then. Things just obviously didn't go Boston's way in the playoffs. 
And so, you know, is he going to want to try and go elsewhere in order to make another run at it? And, and where that landing place could be, um, I think is one of the biggest questions this off season. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see where he goes. And then you have two big names uh, in Toronto, Ryan O'Reilly, and then Michael Bunting, both available right now. Yeah. It feels like Bunting would stay with the Leafs. He just feels like a forever Maple Leaf to me. Yeah, some... yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know with with O'Reilly. Um, you know, he's 32 years old, and um, you know, it, with everything that Toronto has to do to keep that core together to try and make another run at it, is Ryan O'Reilly like required for that mm -hmm. run? And I don't know. I, I don't know that he is. Um, but I certainly think they're going to give it a try to, to keep as much of that team together as possible. Yeah. Uh, whether they'll be able to fit them all under the cap, obviously is the big question. And then, uh, Tampa Bay, Alex Kalorn, uh, 64 points last year, two Stanley cup rings. Certainly if you value playoff experience, Kalorn is definitely your guy. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, but again, I, I think with the cap not going up this season or going up very minimally, only 1 million to 83.5, any team that's having cap trouble, which is more teams than usual because of the smaller increases as of late, uh, I, I think it's going to be very difficult for a lot of guys to get these huge contracts. And so these guys are going to be competing against each other for the little dollars there on teams that can effectively make a run. And so some guys may end up going to teams that are more like borderline in terms of contention to get the kind of contracts they want. Yeah. Yeah. That, that very well could be, it's, this is not the most glamorous of, of uh, free agent classes no. this year. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you, you have your, your two Maxes, Max Pacioretty and Max Domi out there. Uh, but, you know, Pacioretty had, has a, a, an injury history yep. that you have to be aware of. And then you have several older goaltenders available this year. Yeah, I think, you know, with, with the goaltending situation, um, there just isn't a lot available. And I think the biggest question mark in goaltending right now is Tristan Jari, but uh, you know, he's had a rocky road with the penguins, but he seems like their only option right now in a lot of ways, because a lot of the, the free agent goaltenders are old. That's really what it is. And, you know, um, I just don't know who else could be that guy. And of course, Mackenzie Blackwood is already in San Jose Right. Um, and, you know, he's but he was an RFA goaltender, um, but he's he's the only one of the few other ones that are are younger and on the younger side. And so right now there's certainly um, not really a number one out there that's going to be a long term solution for anyone. No, not right now. I, I mean, short term, maybe, but but long term, short term backup. No. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know that that's really what you're looking at that and, and you know we also have a couple of uh, former flyers defensemen out there available this year yeah it's uh interesting radko gudis and shane gostaspare um are both ufas uh, gudis is 33 ghost is is only 30 so i think he's got a few years left you just 
um, have to make sure that with Gudis, um, that you're going to account for the fact that he gets into trouble sometimes yeah. <laughs> out there. And then with Ghost, obviously he's more of an offensive defenseman. Um, he's good on the power play. Uh, so you have to make sure you have a defensively responsible partner to pair him up with. Um, but I think they could be, you know, if you're looking to round out your decor and have somebody to get, you know, second or third pairing minutes on your team, they can play in special situations. I think both of these guys are a good option. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, if sticking with defensemen, you have two from the Western conference, John Klingberg and Matt Dumba, you know, kind of different skill sets, different question marks, but also different assets. Yeah, I feel like we have the Dumbo conversation like every year <laughs> that, you know, was he going to get traded or not? And, you know, is he going to stick with the wild? He's been with the wild this whole time now. And so, you know, his offensive output certainly isn't what it used to be, um, but he's a solid defenseman and maybe a Put Ghost and Dumba together on a pair somewhere. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> you have the cap space. <laughs> what happens? I don't think the sides work out exactly, but they could figure that out. You know, yeah, details. details. But uh, I, but I think that would be funny. Yeah, would be. So, in addition to the UFAs, we have RFAs to discuss. We will do that next on the Locked On NHL podcast. So, Rachel, uh, restricted free agents, always a little trickier because, uh, you know, not a clear-cut signing where you just go in, grab the guy, and and he's yours. But still some very, very intriguing names, and the biggest one probably is Alex Dabrinkit. Yeah, there's been so much talk swirling around him, and will he get traded from Ottawa and, you know, it's so strange after all of that to get to bring it to Ottawa. Um, you know, obviously he's been a 40 goal scorer twice, um, but that he was really, you know, to wants that long term deal and he wants that security. He wants to know what he's, um, you know, going to be a part of. And it seems like with what Ottawa's doing and the ownership changeover and and everything that's happening right now, they are a little hesitant to sign that long-term contract. Um, there there was trade talk with Detroit, um, but that didn't happen over the draft, obviously, as some people thought it, it might, if it, if at all. Um, so, you know, they, they may end up uh, having to, to part with him. Yeah, and uh, I know there'd be a lot of teams out there interested, but boy, he is not going to come cheap. Yeah, I think that's part of the problem too with the limited cap space, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he made six point four million last year as a cap hit, and as a two time forty goal scorer, he's going to want more than that for sure. So uh, then we have two Anaheim Ducks to look at. The big one being Trevor Zegras, only twenty two. I can't see the Ducks being eager to part with him oh no no, no. i think the, the ducks are in a, a good situation here actually because they have trevor zegers who's coming off his elc and then troy terry is also right um an rfa here and troy terry has been you know a, a a really good producer for them and when they're looking to build toward the future again with all the draft picks 
that they've had the last couple of years, they would want to lock him in too as, as part of the plan here. And um, I, I think that, you know, they have just mountains of cap space to yep. deal with both of these. So it won't be a problem. I'll just be interested to see what their contracts are up against each other. Right. Like who yeah, gets that, more money, who gets yep. more term. That's the intrigue here. Uh, and, and yeah, I wonder whether they go long term with these guys or they go for the bridge deal and try to, you know, find that happy medium between security and pay. Yeah. Or one long term, one bridge. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And who gets seems- which? Exactly. Yep. Yeah, exactly. couple of interesting defensemen out there. Vince Dunn from Seattle uh, made 4 million, 14 goals, 64 points. Uh, I couldn't imagine that Seattle would be willing to part with Vince Dunn at this point. No, I think, you know, he's been such a, a big part of what they're building in Seattle right now. And you know, I, I have no doubt that they're, they're going to figure it out. And then Keandre Miller in uh, New York with the Rangers. Very young guy at 23, uh, 43 points last year. I mean, he the Rangers want to keep him on Broadway, I assume. Yeah, I think that's where, you know, they're two big RFAs, right? Or Keandre Miller and um, Alexis Lafreniere. And so Lafreniere mm-hmm. has been a bit of a... Um, a question mark, you know, has he panned out exactly the way that the Rangers have anticipated? Some say no, some say give him more time. Some say, you know, the Rangers in their overall plan, like has he fit into that appropriately? And so again, um, obviously different positions, different situation between the two guys, but to me, I think they make a bigger commitment to Miller and then maybe give Lafreniere a bridge deal, but uh, we will see. Yeah, and uh, what do you think Toronto will do with Ilya Samsonov? I don't know. Uh, th- that is a really good question. I think that uh, obviously, you know, he's important to them. Um, and they maintain his rights, but that's going to be, you know, a big decision for them. Is Samsonov their goalie moving forward? Yeah, that that is the key decision. And you know, if you want to get a younger goalie, restricted free agents, there are a couple. The other one being Philip Gustafson, but I, again, Minnesota, I can't imagine them no. being too willing to let him hit the open market. Nope, <laughs> that is not <laughs> happening. And Jeremy Swayman in Boston. Same. Yeah. Not I mean, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that um, with Olmark as well, I think the um, that duo, if they can keep them together and it, they're happy in that situation, at least for the short term, I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But. Got to lock them down and and stay under the cap. Not always an easy thing to do. So, you know, this is an exciting time of year. This is sort of the peak of the offseason now with the uh, draft and free agency. And then in a couple of weeks, it sort of gets a little quiet in the world of uh, NHL hockey. But this next week should be a fun ride. It really should. When we next speak next Friday, some teams could look very different than they do now. 
Very, very true. Well, I want to thank everyone for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. Every dayers, I will be back on the show on Monday with three of our local hosts to talk about the draft and free agency and all the biggest stories from around the league. Until then, have a great weekend, everybody. Happy Canada Day up in Canada, 4th of July, around the corner here in the States. Stay safe. Have a great weekend. And thanks for listening to the Locked On NHL podcast.